We're going to talk about the commercial real estate crisis today. So if you've been walking around any downtown city, you've probably seen a lot of empty office spaces and been like, hmm, I wonder what's going on there. Office space usage is still down 50% from pre-pandemic levels. A lot of people are doing hybrid. So there's just a lot of empty office buildings and a lot of people had a lot of really expensive office space because going to the office is a big part of the economy. So the fact that we have people not going to the office makes a lot of people concerned about economic direction. So we're going to talk about why this happened, what's happening now and what it'll look like in the future. So before the pandemic happened, it was really cheap to get a building. There was a long buying binge because debt was cheap. You could just roll up to a building and be like, don't worry, I got it. <laughs> Here's a little bit of money. Commercial mortgage-backed securities are non-recourse debt, meaning that borrowers can just walk away and the creditors can't go after anything that they own. So it's not like the situation where what if you- What this means is that if you default on your commercial real estate loan, the creditors can't go after you. You're pretty much protected. That all of a sudden you're going to lose everything. So it's kind of like a sweet deal, right? But um, it's a sweet deal until people stop using your office space. So the stress in the office space in the commercial real estate industry has really risen because not a lot of people want to go back into the office. There's not a reason for a lot of people to go back into the office. So distressed assets in that industry have climbed to $64 billion in the first quarter of this year, which is 10% increase in the first three months of the year. Um, and there's $155 billion of commercial assets that are also potentially in trouble. There's $1.4 trillion of commercial real estate loans coming due in 2023 and in 2024 so there's a lot of risk here right like 1.4 trillion dollars is a lot of money and so everybody's a little bit worried about what's going to happen to all of these assets a lot of the firms are just choosing to peace out they're choosing to let go they're choosing the path of least resistance so blackstone Brookfield holders of commercial real estate are just choosing not to pay and allocating the money towards something different because it's non-recourse debt so what is happening now higher interest rates make it more expensive to buy or refinance real estate. So if you're trying to buy a home right now, you're very familiar with this, same sort of thing with buying an office space. So the Federal Reserve ripping rates, trying to deal with inflation, and all of a sudden, if you have an office space, or an office space, a data center, an apartment complex, a mall, you're dealing with all of this too, that's commercial real estate, that whole bubble. So values for offices in particular are down 27% since March of 2022, but this is a broad-based problem. The MCI World Real Estate Index is down 28% since the start of 2022. So the cost of borrowing money has skyrocketed because the Fed has been raising rates. And that has also made investors be like, well, listen, you know, treasuries are yielding 5%. I need you to pay me a little bit more so I'll invest in this real estate project or this real estate thing that you have going on, all right? So people who have real estate are facing not only higher costs of refinancing, higher costs of buying, but they're also facing investors being like, pay us a little bit more, buddy. It's a lot of issues for real estate because the value of their assets is falling. Offices are down like 30% in value, but there is a loan to value ratio that they have to maintain in order to not breach their debt covenants, the terms of their debt. So they may need to get more equity or take on more borrowing, but rates are really high. So it creates a whole, whole mess um, and they may have to sell, they might have to figure something out and then valuations get marked down even more because everyone's like, I just don't want to deal with this thing. I don't want to have to deal with anything at all. And then it's a really vicious feedback loop and you end up with office spaces down 30% over a year or so. 
So that's one part of the commercial real estate crisis is the Fed raising rates. Second thing is a credit crunch. So this has been in the news quite a bit too. So Silicon Valley Bank failed and that created a lot of issues because all of a sudden other lenders were like, what the heck is going on? I don't want to deal with this. I'm confused. I'm not going to lend out money to anybody. And so the Federal Reserve themselves came out and said the magnitude of correction of the property values could be sizable and lead to credit losses by holders of CRE debt because they're not able to get financing because people are freaked out because of Silicon Valley Bank and of course other stuff that went on before that. And then finally, the third point, a trend towards remote work. So people don't want to be in an office if they don't have to. It's a horrible space usually, liminal lighting, you know, weird snacks, and you're being stared at constantly. It's tough. I really struggled when I was in an office for the six months that I was in an office before the pandemic hit. Average office usage is 50% of pre-pandemic levels. As we talked about, office values fell 30%, um, but also it's like not even just offices. Our apartment building prices have declined 21%. Malls are off 18%. Office prices are expected to fall more than 25% in Europe, 13% in the Asia Pacific region. So it's not just offices, it's shopping centers, suburban apartment buildings, sprawling warehouse parks. There's just a ton of pressure in the real estate industry right now. So it is work from home, right? Like people are like, I don't need to go to the office. Why would I do that? But also it's all of these other aspects of real estate. So if you hear somebody being like, ah, it's just offices, buddy, don't worry. It's so much more than just that. And it's everywhere too. So in San Francisco, which is kind of, you know, its own deal right now, but a major local landlord defaulted on $675 million in debt on a portfolio of apartments valued at more than a billion dollars in 2020. And then New York City, very reliant on office real estate. Eric Adams, the mayor there is like, you all gotta get back to work. Wall Street, please bring your bankers back into the office. Offices are at a 22% vacancy rate in New York City, um, and they're 20% of the property tax revenue in New York City. So New York is very, very reliant on that. And there's all these other like fun facts. So New York uh, buildings are selling for less than the value of the land that they're on. And then there's this one building that sold for less than it sold for in 2006 which is not good. And then it seems like 90% of buildings in New York City are distressed. So that's like one thing, it's like just the reliance that we have on office spaces to fuel the economy. But then none of the financiers really care, like Blackstone, Brookfield, PIMCO are just walking away. Blackstone says that US offices are less than 2% of its global portfolio, down from 60% in 2007, as they pivoted away to other sectors. And the recovery of this could take a while. So it took six years for US office prices to recover after 2008. Um, and it seems like it'll take 10 years now. But I mean, let's be real. I don't think people are running to go back to the office. and I don't think it's something that we should force them to do. But this gets into the final point of the video where it's going to have to shift how we think about stuff. So real estate assets, there's two parts to that. Real estate assets used to be a big part of a portfolio. Like you'd be like, all right, like I know that real estate is pretty safe, pretty steady. It's like a bond. So I'm just going to hold on to it and expect, you know, decent returns. But now you got crises across the board. And part of that was like a little bit of greed, like, you know, that cheap debt sort of thing does create a lot of misaligned incentives. Now we have to look at portfolios and be like, well, what's another solution here? Lexus too. I think everybody is very familiar with just looking around your city where you live and being like, wow, they just keep on building apartment complexes. In Houston, an investment group bought four dated apartment complexes with nearly $230 million in floating debt. 
and the goal to raise rents and that would cover it they were like don't worry we'll just raise rents on everybody and that'll take care of the price they weren't able to raise rents and they foreclosed in april one it'll have to shift how we think about portfolio construction and then number two it'll have to think shift how we think about the economy right so like we have these office spaces we could convert them into residential use it's very complicated to do that it's expensive sometimes it's cheaper just to knock it down but if you knock it down that comes with policy stuff going on too like there's energy intensive materials in a lot of these buildings because they're old and the problem is uh it's expensive to convert an office space to an apartment it's expensive to knock it down but we have no other solution the other solution is just to let them be zombies and to have this housing crisis continue Right? So, like, for people who say, it's just too much money, we have to rethink how the economy works. And part of that is going to be investment in said economy. So, that is what's going on in commercial real estate. I'll link all my sources below. Hope you all are doing okay out there. I'll talk to you soon.